Well, hello there, friends and loyal listeners. Welcome to Bridging the Digital Divide, a podcast where we talk about all things technology related. So I have my Sherpa guide with me, Brad McKenna. Hey, Brad. Hey, Lisa. Glad to have you here with us. Good to be here. Yeah. So you're from the library. Tell us a little bit about what you do over there in case our loyal listeners do not know. Oh, sure. So I am the technology librarian, which I like to uh, so wittily put, I am in charge of anything with a plug. <laughs> so, Ooh, I kind of like that. Yeah. So any of the hardware, software, net network, um, most of it is, um, well, I don't want to say most of it, but a lot of it is like helping people with technology. Cool. Cool. All right. So today we're going to talk about, we, we've been doing a series. This is season three, episode 12. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so we've been talking about disabilities and kind of coping in this world and using technology to cope. And today we're going to talk about hearing and hearing loss and what is out there available. And I know that you have experienced some difficulty with hearing. Sure. I don't know how to say that delicately. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about um, your history with that? And then we'll go into some of the things we found out. Yeah, sure. So I failed my first hearing test in kindergarten, but I didn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you feel bad? I, I cried a lot. I don't remember it. <gasps> really? So yeah, it's the, so oh. they put you in an isolation booth, and so right. obviously it has to be soundproof, and they put some headphones on you, and they play beeps, and then they play words, and they play. Right, and you're supposed to put up your hand. Right. Like right. everyone do it at home. Right. Beep. They okay. Beep. Yeah. And then <laughs> I remember doing it back in the day, yeah. and they got wise to the idea that the other kids would look at the other kids, and so what they did was they would take us in like groups of four and they would have you turn away from each other so you couldn't see when the other right. person was raising their hand. They got wise to oh, that. Yeah, the yeah. first few times I did it as a kid, we all you faced look, each other yeah. and you sort of looking at your colleagues or your little student friends and you're like, oh, they're putting their hand up. I should <laughs> right. put my hand up too. But I always wondered later on in life, were they hearing something I didn't hear? Did they right. not hear? I don't know. But so how was that for you? So it was tough because like that's one thing they wanted to avoid is, you know, guessing. And right. so you're alone. You're in this little isolated, kind of like this podcast studio actually. Yeah. And, and there's an audiologist on the other side of the glass and they play a series of tones rising and falling in pitch and you're supposed to so raise your hand right. when you hear it, and I, I it didn't I didn't do well. Wow! So, but and like I didn't get my first set of hearing aids until I was twenty three. So. And so, the, so you were with an adult proctor of this audiology, yep. an, an audiologist, well, yeah, we'll right. say, <laughs> of the exam, and yeah. so that's pressure on a kid too. Right. Like you want to perform well, you want right. to do the right thing. Right. That's got to be hard. Yeah. So I don't know. So like I had another audio, an audiogram done at 23 because I was just having problems. So here. wait a minute. Five years mm, old to yeah, 23. Yeah. Nobody I, helped you before that? Well, I didn't want hearing aids and, and you know, how kids get bullied. And so I didn't yeah. want one more thing. And they were yeah. expensive back yeah. in the 80s. So I'm like, I'm sure my folks couldn't afford them. And they're still and, pricey now. Oh, you know, yeah. So I know a little bit about you personally from mm-hmm. all us years working, all the years of us working together. Right. <laughs> and um, this, your hearing loss is hereditary, yes. correct? Yeah, it comes from my father. Can you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, so it's it's like I think it's an it's something to do with the nerve. It's my grandfather had it, my father has it, my sister just got her first set of hearing aids. So like it's something that's passed down. So it's at, at the genetic level. Okay, um, it's actually the opposite of age-related deafness. So as you age, you lose the high tones. Right, and so like the high tones are where I can hear the best. And I worked at a data center for years in college, and you have all those servers and computers and printers humming and banging and all that kind of stuff. And so in order to get my attention, if I was over somewhere where they couldn't actually talk to me, my coworkers would whistle. 
And so they would whistle wow. the way because it's high pitched. So that's kind of like so that's kind of cool. Like that's yeah. a way of them working around. Yeah, I don't like this word, but your disability yeah. or your challenge. So that's kind of cool. They figured out a way. Yeah, to the whole, do it. it's really it's a it's a touchy term for the disability because when you're talking about deaf culture, which I'm not a part of, um, they don't see it as a disability because it's their way of life, and right. so it's a disability insofar as they don't live the way the hearing world wants them to live. Right, and you know I struggle with the words to use. Sure. Uh, you know what should I say? Challenge? Mm-hmm. Should I say ably able? Yeah. I mean. There's so many right. different things, and, uh, we, and we never want to offend anybody yeah. on this podcast or in life in general, really. Brad and I are very nice peeps, <laughs> so we don't want to do that. But I, you know, I do struggle with what I should mm-hmm. even say. It's different you know? for everybody, you know, because yeah. I've actually I've been doing reading on like deaf culture, and instead of like, so I say because I'm in the hearing culture, I say I have hearing loss. But what they say is they have deaf gain because they're moving towards hmm. the deaf community more because of. They're, again, words are tough. Their lack of ability to hear well, they move away from hearing too deaf. Right. And so words are so important, right? Right. So it's all how you spin it, too. It's what you tell yourself. Right. And and we do want to use positive verbiage in our mm-hmm. minds to help ourselves, too. But, you know, I every day I'm like, what's the new word to say and yeah. how do I, you know, not upset yeah. somebody? And I never mean to offend anyone. Yeah. When your dad found out you had hearing loss, did you guys talk about that? We didn't, yeah. My family doesn't talk very much. So mm. <laughs> um, he got his first. I was actually talking to him about this recently, not yeah. back then. But he got his first set of hearing aids uh, when I was six. So like right after when I failed my test. Right. And so we never really talked about it. Um, I would always, I would always like in class sit up front, and I was right. I would learn to be a really good critical reader because I would miss things through school. Right. But. You- did you know that you were compensating? Please don't be offended if no, I use that fine. word, because I didn't yeah. know that I'm I'm borderline dyslexic. I have yeah. it. I just didn't. I didn't know that until I was in my late twenties. Somebody else discovered it, and I'd even had testing. Um, but I think I came up with ways to work around it without yeah. knowing they were workarounds. Exactly. Same. Same. Because I was just mm-hmm. like I. You don't know until you know. Right. When you look at something and you say that's the color green, and somebody else goes, "No, it's actually blue." Right. Not like that thing on Facebook where you look oh, at the dress, the dress or the shoes, you know? <laughs> but, like, th- you learn later in life, oh. Yeah. Because I think we're all encapsulated with our own heads and yeah. thinking, well, my way is normal. This must be right. normal. So you don't know the difference until it's pointed Push out, out yeah. to you. You're so adaptable, right? So, yeah. like, I read lips very well because I didn't have hearing aids for right. 20-something years. Did you want them? I don't think so. Yeah. I was a very shy kid, yeah. and so in, in the '80s they were huge. The hearing aids right. were huge, and so you mean in size or the concept? Uh, size, physical size. Yeah. Okay. So like I would stick out, and I was always tall, and you know I had yeah. You're like I don't need anything else, please, right? So yeah. And so, with your genius level IQ, r- r- that r- had well. to be difficult <laughs> as well, right? What so I, I found I needed them, so I moved from the data center, which was loud and people could whistle to get yeah. my attention, to basically a cube farm, and so people were very tall, okay. slow, and I couldn't hear, it. and so like at that point yeah i totally wanted them okay. and i got them and it made it changed my life it literally really? changed my life because i could hear it. i could hear people talking to me and i wouldn't i wouldn't slow down conversations by having to have people like repeat it and i still have to have them yes. repeat because I mean, yes. the hearing aids are great but they're not perfect because they yes. amplify but they don't clarify so you were doing all this compensation for lack of a better term sure. then you went to fully hearing like 
like the rest of us per se. Better. I don't know how close it is. Yeah, better, better than us. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Good. <laughs> That's great. I love that it was better. But you really felt a difference. Yeah. So right. So like it. it, it so you, what you have to do when you get the you get an audiogram done, it maps out that your hearing loss. And so mm. when you get new hearing aids, you have to have them programmed because they're little computers to oh. boost where you can't hear. <gasps> okay. Right. Because I'm doing a little research for this show. I learned there are different types of hearing loss and yep. different things that you can and can't hear. Like. I think of Pete Townsend, who famous, oh, you know, yeah, guitarist, yeah. right? Lost his hearing right. because of years of standing in front of those right. big speakers. And, you know, and we weren't, we as a culture, we're not protective of people's yeah. hearing back in the day. You know, the louder yeah. the better, right? Yeah. Um, and he talked about how hard it was for him because he couldn't no longer hear the music he played, but he knew it by rote. Right. But imagine, no. like, missing that, yeah, you know? So you, did you really feel like, wow. Yeah, everything was clearer. Like uh, I could hear like birds again, or like the creaking of the stairs when yeah. I at the house I lived, the shuffling of your feet, like somebody like footsteps behind you, right? Stuff like that. So little sounds I didn't know I was missing. Right? Did you wish some of that would go away? It's tough because that's the that's yeah. the biggest issue with the hearing aids is it makes everything louder, right. including the things you and don't want to hear. And if you're not used to that, right. it's it must feel like you're being bombarded, yeah. like uh, overload, immersive into sound. And it's I would imagine that's a lot. Absolutely. It's totally overwhelming because your, your brain literally has to rewire itself in order to filter out because when you're growing up and your brain is forming those neural pathways, it's it's filtering it. I was learning how to filter out the background noise, but I went 20-something years without hearing a lot of that background noise wow. and so it was it was it was exhausting in order to like learn how to hear again right and it's um, and i and i think you know there's a concept out there you know that we the 70% or the 50% whatever that are hearing quotes air quotes normal right. we're the right ones but right. maybe we're not you know there's you know what i'm saying like sure. semantically I don't. You, What's normal? I've heard, right? Yes, and I've heard people say that some people have gotten implants, cochlear implants, mm -hmm. and other stuff, and just said, "No, I don't want that," because it was so overwhelming. Like, yeah. So I think therapies and other things probably are now not yeah. when you were a kid, certainly, but probably are now more integrated towards. You're gonna. It's gonna be different. Right. Yeah. So I know you have to see. Yeah. Cause my father has a cochlear implant. He's had it for like five years, and they have to see a psychologist in order to be able to see if you're mentally capable of hearing because they, they drill a hole in your skull and oh. they and they put like a hard, piece of hardware in your skull yikes and i know like looking at looking at my father i know i i couldn't i can't do it and so i know i won't be able to get to it my hearing is steadied so i'm, I'm not getting any deafer but i'm not getting it's not getting any better right. so like if my if the age related hearing loss um increases, yes. then I know that I'll have to look for other options, whether it's some of the, like, the technology we might yeah. we'll talk about yeah. is like, is it a live transcription app? But um, you know when you, language. but you know, here's the thing though, because hmm. I've said never to a bunch of stuff sure. that I now in my <laughs> later years have said, okay, I embrace that. Right. You might feel a little sure. differently and Absolutely. they might come up with better ways mm -hmm. rather than deal, you know, breaking through the skull. Right. They might come up with a tape-on version, right, by the time you're ready. But I do understand yeah. um, what you're saying about how far you want to go and how much you want to, I don't know, assimilate? Is that the word? I guess I so, because you're assimilating the hearing culture. And I think that, the, ironically enough, the pandemic and Zoom has probably done a lot to further like the deaf community is making that a viable 
option instead mm. of like getting an implant you learn sign language and the biggest right. issue with sign language is not everybody speaks it right. so if you choose that path you change who you hang out with and who, who's in your life because you're only going to be talking to people who can talk to you in that manner Ooh. right this sounds like it could be a really good sci-fi movie it, seriously you know <laughs> like the whole world is deaf and yeah. the hearing people are the ones who right. are Flip unusual. Yeah. That, we should write that yeah. in our free time. Okay, so I, I have to say, doing the research for this, I didn't feel like there was a lot out there for folks who are hearing impaired. I was actually surprised how little there is. There's only so much you can do. Yeah. Right? Um, so like, so I will say, it's like what I've started to use a little bit because like with the pandemic, when we were open to, to the public, but everybody was wearing masks, I read lips and I don't like one of those things you were talking about. Yeah. I do it without knowing it. Right. That was so hard. And so there's an app that I've been using now. It's called AVA, A-V-A. It's uh-huh. a live transcription service. Okay. So you bas- it's an app and it picks up what people are saying to you. And so it's basically giving yourself yourself uh, real-life closed captions. So are you saying, to, to understand how it works, you have an app open, yeah, and it, it it tells you, like, it, oh, you're holding it up. I can show up. you. Yeah, so oh, you can describe scary, what you're fabulous. seeing. So it's the Ava so app. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to transcript what yeah. I say? And so now, uh, I don't think I like that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> okay, so it does that. I've also yeah. heard of one of the things I found was a phone that does that, that yeah. you can get at home, um, and it actually has a little screen on it. Mm-hmm. It it looks like a regular phone, but it's a little bigger, and it actually in real time repeats what is said. Is that the ca- CapTel phone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. I mean, it's been around forever. Caption call is what it's called. Yeah. Mm- yeah. Yeah. My father had one because we worked together when I was at Partners, and he had one, and it was it's kind of clunky because you mm. have to go through their service, meaning in order for the captions to work, you have to call one eight hundred number and then place your call. Right. And so all of the captions come through that through the, right. the service. Right. It's not bad. I think now with AI. And yes, I was learning, just going to say mm-hmm. that. A yeah. lot better, a lot better, because like the voice recognition, all right. Siri and OK Google and all that kind of stuff. Right. These huge companies are putting a lot of money and a lot of resources into um, voice recognition. Right. And I mean, there there might be other applications where that would be useful for someone who maybe doesn't have hearing loss. But like, let's say you're in an environment where a lot's going on. Mm-hmm. You can see it on the screen. That would help. So it has uses for both. Yeah. But I, I'm wondering if initially when closed captioning or when that, because I, I know sometimes I would call a phone number and it would say, if you need somebody to read the phone back, press one or whatever. Right. But so I'm thinking about my phone and how it does autocorrect. Right. So how many times do you get something on the screen that you know is garbled and not right. quite right because the person isn't speaking very clearly right. or there is a there is a maybe a noise in the background or there an accent or a dialect. Right. Exactly. So how does it compensate for that? It, so it does. So sort of it doesn't at first and so you're So it gets abs- to know you. It, it has to learn. Creepy. So the machine has to learn. It has to learn how people speak and how other people speak. And it has to learn your accent. And it has to, you also have to speak up because it's not going to be able to learn how how to listen for a low voice. Right. So there's a lot of flaws in it because it can only do so much. It's great mm. for what it does. It's very simple. It's not going to, if you're talking to multiple people, it might mo- smoosh right. together 
who said what, but a lot of the times it's used as an aid, not like mm-hmm. the entire conversation. Right. And so you can kind of work with it. It's kind of like watching, I don't watch TV without captions because I can't hear that. Yeah, well I was going to ask you about that. Yep. So captions are always on. But if I'm watching like the Bruins game or something and all those like Russian names and, you know, it's, it's got to be laughable. It, oh, absolutely. That sounds so like comical. that could be a fun game so to play <laughs> and then i was thinking about edison too who yeah, oh, with the telephone uh, no not him alexander graham bell Grimbell, sorry yeah uh, with the telephone and his parents were deaf so his mother was deaf and he actually his wife was one of the deaf students he taught and he's right. so challenging in the deaf community because he was the, he was a proponent for eugenics and so he wanted to basically breed out deafness so, I don't think you can do that, it's totally Edison. Not, or but it's, uh, no, it's, Graham Bell, Graham Bell. Sorry, Edison. Sorry, Edison. <laughs> right. You're the one with the patents. Right. It's the other guy. Okay. Well, Edison was deaf too. Edison went deaf. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. See yeah, the right. things you learn here on Bridging the Digital Divide, <laughs> and and maybe we and that you know that brings up a good point. We don't always know when someone's sure. hearing. Right I think blindness is a little more obvious. Yeah. But how many times have you not said I couldn't hear you to people? It's, I don't often because it's, it's tough because it interrupts the flow of the conversations. Yes. And a lot of times people don't believe me. And so like my hearing aids are a lot higher than most people because right. I'm a lot taller. And so I, I will usually try to lean down and tilt my head so people can see the hearing aids that like, no, I'm not ignoring you. Right. No, I'm not half paying attention. I literally did not Interesting. hear you. I never thought of it that way. So their perception of you could be that you're just uninvolved. Right. Yeah. Oh, I it's never tough. thought about yeah. that. It's tough. Okay. So what is out there? Closed captioning. Mm-hmm. The hearing aids definitely help. I think hearing that aids. it's really good because you can definitely learn sign language. But like I said before, if the you know the person in the store that you're visiting doesn't know it, it's not useful. And so the hearing aids are definitely, they're, they're expensive and mm. you can't go to like uh, Costco and buy the miracle ear because you need to have them programmed to match your right. loss. Right. But they're they're definitely coming down in price. Um, but they're still like my current set cost me cost me eighteen hundred each. Wow. And so it, and they're not covered by a thousand dollars and it's covered by insurance. So it's there's yeah. a lot of lot of barriers there. So that's why I like how technology is really helping right. with those closed caption apps. Is there? It's giving people the um, the the crutch they need in order to Mm. be able to have a conversation. And actually, how much hearing loss do you have? Like, how would we quantify that for a listener? Is are you fifty percent? No. How does you know? How do you quantify what your loss is? Because I'm thinking about if you're watching TV fully captioned because you can't can't hear anything. So I can't hear stuff. That's different than you. Right. It's not that bad. A lot of it is. uh, So my deafness, the the part of the the spectrum of that of the pitches that I don't hear is middle tone means right. conversational and so Great. I'd have right I'd have to I have to look at the audiogram but it, it, it's so normal hearing is within zero to negative 15 decibels meaning mm-hmm. that you would have to boost something 15 decibels up right. and I think I'm down near like 50 or 60 at that point wow. in those ranges okay right so it's it's the my hearing is different based on the frequency of okay. the, the person speaking or the okay. sound but obviously you drive yeah. So talk to me about what that's like. I mean, a lot of that is visual, but some of it is hearing too. Yeah. So and that's why, like, it's I always have to be really aware. And so because I've been here, because I have been uh, without normal quote unquote hearing yes. for my whole life, I've read studies where the auditory cortex is actually it doesn't work for hearing 
just hearing. So some of my vision has actually, I have better vision because my auditory cortex yeah, needs because, work yeah, to do. Yeah, I get it. Because your other senses are saying, we got to pump up the volume right, a little exactly. bit. Whoops, <laughs> not pump up the volume. We have to compensate. No, I get you. For, yeah. Yeah. So my I peripheral mean, vision is really good. And so that does help me with like things around me when I'm watching. So like I'm always, I always, I pay more attention when I'm driving okay. be, because I don't hear. So don't hear as well. when you go to renew your driver's license, is it different for you? No. Yeah, they don't because deafness isn't something they look at. I mean, I'm wow. sure with glasses, I'm sure they oh, say, yeah. "Do you need I'm glasses?" Oh yeah, I'm wearing them right now, right. and they'd be like, "Do you wear those to drive?" And blah blah blah. And you have to oh, let that's them out, right? good. So you don't feel so. What's the word I want to use? Um, obvious, I guess, or singled out. Singled out. <sighs> yeah. That's the word I want to use. It's the double-edged sword, there, right? It's like I. It's not. It's not quite an invisible disability, but it's not very visible either. Yeah, and that's the good news and the bad news, yeah, though, right? Right. Because people, on, on the one hand, don't, may not believe me that I can't hear them. Right. And on the other hand, I'm not sync like and, 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 and when do you know when it's appropriate to bring it up? Do you feel like every time you meet someone, yeah, no. you have to say, hi, I'm Brad and I have hearing loss? <laughs> no. Right? So, like, it's funny because I've been taking to wearing, like, a little button to, at the library because everybody talks slow. Right, because it's the library. And I can't hear. So, like, I, I have a button that now says, that I, I please speak clearly. I'm hard of hearing. <laughs> and it's been helpful because a lot of the times with the masks, it's taken out a oh, lot of my ability. Oh, with ability. the mask, forget it. Yeah. First of all, even us regular hearing folks, <laughs> again, quotes, right. I can't even hear somebody with a mask. Yeah. So, I can't even imagine with you because you're probably using half of your hearing and half of your lip reading skills right so you got to get to 100 that must have been brutal right for the library of that the badge has kind of helped um but i will have to say something if if it's if i can't get through a conversation i'll Mm. have to say something right at at first well of course you'll have to right and i also saw that they were making masks that were plexi so the lips would but they kind of look scary but i mean if it works for the person i'm all for it but they do look kind of creepy but somebody came up with the idea let me ask you something about sign language do you do know i know bits i've taken a few classes again but it's something you need somebody to practice with so my wife and i have taken a few classes but it's tough because it's another language yeah well, for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but but it's kind of nice as a couple for you to go out and sort right. of say stuff that no one right. knows, right? <laughs> when you watch the news or other um, news briefings where they have someone who's an interpreter, which do you look at? Just so out I don't of curiosity, know, I don't know the what do you enough, do? Right. So I don't know the sign, the language enough. To, I can pick up words for sure. Right. But like, I'll, yeah, I'll look at, I usually have closed captions on. So I'll cool. look at the captions. Do you feel it's vital that the interpreter be there? And how important do you feel closed captioning and interpreters are to helping you navigate the world, you being all of you who have hearing <laughs> problems. And that could run the gamut from a little hearing issue to yeah, completely deaf. Absolutely. You know? I think it's, it's crucial because I think it's um, it's something that people need to be see more of. Right. And so a lot of the time, like my family growing up, we didn't I, we didn't learn sign language because we really didn't have anything anybody to practice with. Right. And so having those ASL interpreters on those new, news shows puts it in the public eye right. and makes it makes it on people's minds as something right. that and makes it more acceptable too exactly. we'll get yeah. more used to the idea sometimes I don't know who to look at sometimes <laughs> if it's someone I don't want to hear right. I look over at the interpreter and I, yeah. and I do wonder and I know there's been many bad jokes made yeah. where the interpreter is saying stuff that's not true <laughs> you know and someday we should maybe get somebody on here who yeah. talks about because I wonder how they how does the interpreter, I know there's a delay, like a five or 10 second delay between what the person is saying, but how much of that is actually verbatim and how much is 
symbolism. Right. You know? So, right. Like we, like I said, like ASL is its own language, includes a different syntax. And so it's not literal. It's right. not word for word because th- that wouldn't be ASL or BSL or right. any other sign languages. So, so I'm thinking of the interpreter. We should have got one for this. <laughs> I'm thinking of the interpreter. So they have to yeah, listen to yeah. what the person is saying. And then they have to figure out how to make it match with what ASL yeah, is capable of. They have to translate. It, it makes me think of, um, I watched 90 Day Fiancé a lot, which is, you know, people going off to other countries and marrying people. And they're using translators. And I watch the, tra- they'll put it on the screen to show what the translator says. So if the guy says to the girl, hey, I really love you and I want to marry you, yeah. the translator comes back with, hey, I, you, marry, love, us, we, you know, <sighs> like, and some of the stuff doesn't translate. And I thought, yeah. wow, how would you know? Like, that's a big responsibility mm-hmm. for a translator. Right, not the AI one right. for a real person to get the facts right. Right, they must feel an incredible burden of making sure that information is accurate. Well, I'm sure there's a code of ethics, right? You don't want to change what they said based right. on you don't want to judge. I'm them sure you'd love to, right? Because I, I can just picture me doing it. Yeah. I can picture me thinking, no, that's not what he meant. But you, you have to make it as literal. Absolutely. As you can. Right. It can't be literal because it's not a word for a translation, but it has to be it has to be the yeah. spirit of the translation. I'd love to see something mm. where we could see on the screen what the ASL is saying based on what the other person is really saying and how that would Oh, you know the, 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 the front yeah. sign, tr- the transliteration. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that what that's called? Transliteration. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I love it. Transliteration. <laughs> you heard it here first. So there's really that. Yeah. There's there's, you know, sign language. There's those captioning, yeah. which talk a little bit about that and funding for that and how that happens. So I actually went on a tour. There's a WGBH has the Media Access Center, which right. does the closed captioning. And it's fantastic. It's, so they use a, ston- a stenographer machine. So like mm-hmm. the live tr- captions, they do that. It's time consuming. So like I try to do... I try to do um, captions for any tech help videos I do, and it's like every minute takes like an hour. I can't even it's imagine so what that would be like. Consuming. And I talk a lot. <laughs> well, you know, maybe someone who speaks a little more slowly, <laughs> I pauses class, in you between, know? <laughs> nicely pausing. Yeah. But I talk a lot, and I talk yeah. fast. So I can't imagine what that would yeah. be like trying to encapsulate that is it word for word translation when you're doing yeah captioning? yeah for the, in those cases it is because it's the captions you're not translating into another language okay. you're just writing it out um and so the biggest issue like podcasts have yeah with the, they're completely inaccessible <gasps> because the transcriptions aren't mandated by the ada oh so like the, the the national association for the deaf has a lawsuit out there is saying that podcasts because wow. they're becoming so popular and because they're becoming a source of news mm. you need to transcribe it how would you and do so, that though so i did it so like just to kind of go through the experience i did a couple of our our, our episodes oh god and yeah i know it's, Cause, cause and it's I, hard and, and verbal pod and, and also there's a thing called stepping on, which I do a lot. I try not to, but I step on bread, he yeah, steps on me. Right. So we talk over each other. How so in I the t- world? So I tried it two ways, right? So I tried using Ava because there's a desktop app and you can actually run the Ava app while you're playing something and oh. it'll, tr- it'll create the And that's A-V-A? Yep. Okay. So I so what I did is I played one of like I think it was our first episode and I let Ava create the transcription. Wow. Uh, but the problem is it doesn't know when you say something or when I say something. Right. So you have to go back and edit it. And then I tried it just listening to us and writing the transcription freehand. And it, it, it took me, for like a half-hour episode, it took me over three hours to do an episode. So, yeah. So that's not going to work with right. all the information that's out there. 
don't so even I don't know what the know. answer is. I mean, is it AI? What kind of funding? Like, what kind of f- that would cost? It I would, can't even think it's about how and that would work. Why... Plus, our voice tones are somewhat similar. Yeah. Uh, you know, mine is mid tone, yours a little higher. Yeah. But if, like, if I was a low, low, and you were higher, higher, it might be easier for it to pick out. But that's not the real world. Mm. It's just time. It's just time because, like we were saying, AI isn't perfect. Um, and it's just, it's not. Thank hard, God. Are you right? kidding me? Scaring me to death again with the AI. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I know it's good, but at the same time, we don't want it to. Yeah, take we don't, over we don't the want Skynet. <laughs> so, so there's not a lot out there really to help. Yeah. Does that frustrate you? A sometimes? little bit. I think that it's, um, I like what we're doing here. And, yeah. I, and I like that it's becoming more. Uh, in the in the mainstream, because like growing right. up, I never saw ASL interpreters on news conferences, and now like when Governor Baker was doing the conference, yeah, I think of him COVID, a lot because that's the, that's who I saw it with, yeah. and his translator folks were there, yeah. and it, always wearing black, by the way, too. It's I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, there they are, right over there. Right. We should we'll, we'll we will work on getting an actual translator yeah, on here because that would be totally fun to talk about. See how and they must use them, yeah. to yeah. Now I most of them don't have earpieces. But that might help them. If they had an earpiece that could feed to them what the person is saying, it might make it easier for them. Usually they're right next to the person. Yeah. So they don't have But still, to. Yeah, they got to like look straight ahead and, yeah. you know, because all the. Because let's say Baker said something really, whoa, yeah. you can't show that on your face as the translator. Right. You have to be like a mime. <laughs> Pardon well, the pun, so, almost. So, yeah, I, I can't believe what I just yeah. did there. But you have to be, you have to be stoic because, well, you don't, you, right? So the thing is, you can't. Oh yeah, react they do that too. Sometimes there's they something do. called facial grammar, and so it depends on what you're saying. You can't not, you can't not have a facial expression because sometimes the facial expression is part of the sign. Oh, so, but you, but you're bringing up a good point because you don't want your surprise over what they're saying right. to change the sign. Right. Let's say Baker said, "Free gas for yeah, all." Right. <laughs> me as the translator, my face, my eyes would probably give me away the right. quickest, but my face would have to just yeah. give the facts. That's yeah. got to be challenging. Absolutely, I don't, it's. But there's really not a lot out there. Is there anything new and up and coming? Ava, that's good. Yeah, the apps, what else have we got? The the closed caption apps are are pretty much it and but it's becoming better it's right. they're becoming a lot better because i know um the uh the voice recognition software has come a long way right. and that's really right now that's the only path i see is you just have the closed captions you know mm. in real life so how does that affect music though so there's a yeah. music bed sometimes yeah. a lot of times actually and um, most of the time we as watchers now i notice it because i'm in the industry and so i see all <laughs> the elements oh there's you know speaking there's ambient sound which mm. would be birds and wind rustling and then they add music to sort of make you feel something you know so they want you to be surprised so the music is dun 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 right Right. how does that affect you when you watch something if you see it in a caption surprising music it's kind of what does that do for you so there's two different aspects here is you have like what you're talking the mood music right and it will sometimes the captions will be like suspenseful music right or something like that but the other thing is we come back to money is in order to do the captions if a song the lyrics, copyright. if they are pivotal, you need to buy the copyright twice. Mm. You need to have the audio rights, and then you have to buy the lyric rights. And so a lot of studios, if they buy the rights, that doesn't include the lyrics, and so they, they do not have the right to caption the song. Yeah. And so See, they'll just give you the we, title we of the song. we got to fix that, because that yeah. that is not... 
I understand why those laws exist, but what that's being used this for is an accessibility has thing. nothing yeah. to do with that. Now, you have the advantage because you've already heard music. Right. But someone who's completely deaf, if they look at that and says suspenseful music, I don't know that that's going to... I don't mean to sound like a jerk, but no. I don't know that that's going to make a difference to them. If I've never heard music, how would I know the right. difference between suspenseful and... Not just how would I know you wouldn't, right? So, like, so it's like we were talking like last episode, we were talking about Corey, right? He's right. he's blind and he was talking about technology, and he got talking about like the descriptive serve the audio descriptive service of a movie. He knows what the concept of red is or right, green, right? But it, he doesn't know what it is, and so the same basic thing for someone who's been deaf their whole life, suspenseful music, maybe they can kind of, I mean, a you get a sense, yeah. And I mean, it. I suppose, look, if you if you're not visually impaired as well right and you're looking right. at the screen and you can see that the bad guy's gonna shoot the other bad guy <laughs> right. you get a sense that it's because yeah. there must be a physiological feeling yeah. inside that makes you know that it's more intent but it's not the same no. oh. and I, I i don't think we'll ever be able to make it the same i don't know i mean right. look at star trek we like to bring up star trek a lot who's the guy who wears the, oh, Jordy the forge yeah, yeah now yeah. he's got the visor. i don't know what that does <laughs> for him but maybe someday we'll come up with something for hearing, yeah. that's the same. I mean, yeah. hearing aids do do what like glasses do, right? right? So they do they enhance they amplify the sense that doesn't doesn't get to the baseline, right? And so the hearing aids do what they're set they set out to do. But I think there's a lot of awareness <sighs> to say that like I, I have hearing aids, they make me hear better. But like I said earlier, it's not clearer. Mm. and so there's still problems. I don't have perfect right. hearing just because I have hearing aids, right? And when you're in a room with a lot of voices oh, yeah. going, yep, oh, I yeah. see you, uh, <laughs> right? With a lot of stuff. I mean, we all have challenges yeah. when that happens, but how is that for It's you? horrible. I can't. So like I, like in restaurants, I always try to sit with my back to a wall. Right. And so I don't have sound coming from behind me. So it's all coming in one right. direction. No, I, never, I hate to sit next to wow. like the kitchens. Uh, so it's hard. And I yeah. can't. If it's a big group, I can only hear. I can right. only, well, I can hear, but I can only make out those closest to me. And again, the lip reading comes in. Do you feel left out sometimes? Sometimes, yeah. sure. Yeah. But I'm sure the people in your inner circle yeah. are conscious Absolutely. of that and you know are aware of that. But sometimes that's going to slip too. Sure. Sometimes oh, we're just going to not be aware. And oops, it's Brad hard didn't to hear that, remember you know? to speak up. Right. I can tell people, but like speaking is something everyone does all the time. Right. And so. They need to speak differently to me, right? And they will be good in the beginning. But people, people, sure. they get lazy. And yeah. no, no offense. I don't mean that. No. It's like you should know. No, better. I get it. It happens. Yeah, and also too, I they probably don't know the scope. Yeah, they don't know what of works. what works or what doesn't. Right. So with a hearing aid, just to make it clear. You can't tell the hearing aid, I know this is going to sound silly, but go with me, okay. that you can't tell the hearing aid, please turn down the kitchen, I only want to hear my wife. Right. You can't tell the hearing aid to do that. So funny. Yet, should, right? Well, it's funny you should say that is because the set, so this is my third set of hearing aids, and so the set before this had, um, I can't remember what the technology was called, but they had different channels, and so it was turning off certain channels oh, okay. to kind of compensate for that. Yeah. So like if there was, people speaking behind you the forward facing mics would turn on but the back ones would turn off so it would kind of focus right and they found that was actually detrimental because the brain got lazy and so the brain is supposed to do the filtering oh. and so this the set i have now don't have that and so they're all the mics are on the because of this backward facing mics forward facing mics oh. they're on all the time and so no i can't tell the hearing aids to turn off the background because right. it 
it hurts. It's detrimental to my neurological state. Ugh. Is in order to like how if I can get lazy and have the hearing aids turn off the background noise, the background noise isn't always going to be coming from the same yeah. location. And so, and you don't want to unteach your brain to Filter. do that. Like, so say someday you take the hearing aids off, yeah. then the brain's going to go. Wait a minute! Now we have to do all right. that stuff we didn't do. Yeah. Wow, I never yeah. thought about There's that. There's a lot to it. Yeah. But do you think that someday there might be something that's a little more? You never know. Intuitive that yeah. way. You never know. I mean, maybe the te- maybe the technology that's going to get us to a different area just hasn't been invented, so I can't right. see it yet. Right. But it's really about using technology to uh, to boost the biology, because like your, your glasses, right? Your glasses help the, the your eyes see what yeah. it can't. So it's not really like doing something else for it. You're seeing right. through it, right? But I remember hearing like in the '60s mm-hmm. where I come from, you know. And now I wear glasses to read and and other stuff. Uh, <laughs> no but shame. No started shame. out to read, and I remember hearing as a kid, "Don't wear your glasses all the time because your eyes will get lazy." I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But it kind of makes sense, though. If you're like not exercising that muscle, mm-hmm. then maybe. I think there's a fine line there, right? Because if you're not wearing your glasses because you want to teach your, your eyes to see things, yeah. if you're straining too much, right. you're going to wear them out. Right, and, and also you're going to get headaches, too, true. and you're going to be like, why am I getting sure. headaches? I mean, I talk to my body a lot and tell it to fix <laughs> stuff, and it seems to be working okay. But some things she just can't sure. fix. You know, yeah. What do you think is going to be the wave of the future? I mean, cochlear implants have been around forever, but this banging through the skull thing, I'm not yeah. sure. Like, really, we haven't come much further than that? Yeah, I don't really? know. I think that wearables are, are so. We talked about years ago, right? We talked about wearable technology. Yes. And I think that they're, they're come a, they've come a long way. And right. so I think that maybe it's just like a headset or something instead of having to like permanently alter the anatomy <sighs> of someone's head. I don't I mean, know. And then what do you do if something goes wrong? How do you get at that? That's why. So like they, with an implant in your ear, you with a hearing aid in your ear, you can take it out and unscrew it or fix it or put batteries in it or whatever but when it's in your head that's why they won't do a cochlear implant if you have more than 10% hearing because if it goes wrong you you have no hearing in that ear because it's bypassing the cochlear which is why they call it a cochlear implant so it's it's completely it's complete it's Artificial. I wish you could see my face well. And what the cochlear is what as far as the body parts? So that's, that's you what explain? you hear. So it's the, it's, if you see pictures of it, it looks like a little snail and it's, yes. it's covered in hairs and the hairs vibrate based on, on sound. Okay. And so most hearing happens when the, when the hair, um, I, don't, I can't remember if it falls out or dies or whatever, but they don't regrow. And so if you don't have hair oh, no. to, to move with the vibration, you can't hear. And so the cochlear wow. implant takes the biological... Such a small, thing. tiny, simple, oh, little tiny. bitty thing that mm-hmm. causes this big <laughs> problemo, right. right? All right, what's your food for thought today? Let me get ready for that. Yep. And now it's time for your technology tidbit, food for thought. All right, so we've been talking a lot about like captions, right, reading. And so I, I did a little research. So it's widely accepted that Neil Papworth sent the first text message in December 1992. It said Merry Christmas, by the way. Yay! But I'd argue it happened decades later, decades earlier. In of 19, 1964, James Masters and Robert Weinbrecht a- a- adapted a teletype writer, um, and he made the first teletype phone call and oh. so if you talk about like the tty it's basically you one person talks and uh, a text message apparently or shows up on the on wow. the person who can't hear a screen and so the first the first text message was um are you printing now let's quit now and gloat over our success <laughs> 
so love it's it. basically love it. texting before there was texting. I mean, do you use texting a lot? All the time. Yeah. I don't. I don't like talk it. on the phone because it's hard for me. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I what I don't like about texting, which I mean, I know everybody. Well, I shouldn't say everybody. <laughs> lots of people feel this way. It's hard to convey emotion. Absolutely. Even with emojis, Absolutely. still, it's yeah. hard to convey. Yep. Your true feelings. Right. Yeah, and know? sarcasm does not come across. Right. So. Right. And you even have to write that. I'm being sarcastic. Right. But it still doesn't. No. You know. So where do you think we need to go in the future? I think what do you want to see? I want to see more uh, partnerships between the hearing and the deaf community. Yeah. Because I think that there's not going to be one answer. I mean, some maybe the answer for some people is, is, telete- is texting. Right. Closed captions, live captions. Maybe some people feel more comfortable signing. And so right. I, I'd like to see um, sign language become more popular yeah. and more accepted. Right. Um, I think I think with technology, it seems to me what I've learned from you and from doing all this is that um, somebody has to be the advocate. Mm-hmm. And usually the person that becomes the advocate has had some kind of big problem, either in their family yeah. or themselves. And they say, this is a need and I will fix it. So we need like somebody, yes, a spokesperson to come along and say, no, this is not acceptable. Well, I think I always and we're going to make it better. Michael J. Fox, right? He's the best yes. thing that happened to Parkinson's, which is right. a horrible thing to say. No. But like, how much resource, how much uh, research and yeah. money has been put into Parkinson's? Yeah, because, because it's you know, human beings are focus. Yeah, is oh, shiny object. Right. All of us are that way. <laughs> right. So it's whatever is on the radar. Yeah. So what we need is somebody to step forward. Yeah like Edison and Graham Bell did with mm-hmm. their, and who even knew they had deaf people? I didn't mm-hmm. know they had deaf people in their life. And part of why they did yeah. what they did was because of that. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's whatever is in your uh, vision, mm-hmm. your focus, that's what you're going to focus on fixing. Yeah. And it's so you know? hard now because it's like there's so much information out there with like social media. So like, yeah. how, do you, how do you rise above the noise? Yeah. And I did hear that there's a lot of depression. With oh, yeah. deafness and, and blindness it's, and other yeah. afflictions or challenges or yeah. disabilities or whatever you want to call them. Because you feel left out. You I feel, totally. um, you know, not as part of the party. Mm-hmm. And that's got to not be fun. Yeah, it, it can be challenging. Lonely. It can be very oh. lonely at a time. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're glad you're here, Brett. Tell us about the companion page. We'll close this episode and we'll tell folks what we're going to do in the next couple. Sure. So if you go to wilmlibrary.org slash BDD, it's a list of all of our episodes and a contact form on the bottom. If you want to let us know where you want us to go in the future, yeah. please fill that out. Yeah. So what are we thinking about doing next? I think so we want to do, one more, do a few more disability challenges. At least one more disability, things. like learning disabilities or something. Yeah. I, it's going to be touchy, so I'm not sure yep. where we're going to go with that. Yep. But I'm sure there's technologies out there to help people with like learning disabilities. But right. that's such a broad topic I know vision hearing that's very narrow right learning disabilities and I think if it's not on your radar yeah I mean that's what we're here for we're here to sort of shed light on things that you might not be thinking about if it doesn't affect you I always say red car syndrome I bought a red car and all I saw after that were red cars (laughs) prior to that I never ever saw any cars that were my car so it's whatever your focus is on you know and that's our our goal here to sort of give you a little insight on technology and tell you what's out there and you know try to point you in the right direction that's our goal so we thank you so much for listening and thank you library for lending us Brad and we'll be with you again soon for another episode of Bridging the Digital Divide.